Welcome to Double Burst, a podcast about Dice Masters. We are a group of Utah players that want to bring you the latest Dice Masters news, strategies, tips, and more. Whether you're a new or seasoned player, we hope this show has something for you. I'm KT Data, one of your hosts, and welcome to episode 64. In this episode, we'll be talking about our hidden gem, Modoc, Age of Ultron drafting, and wrapping it up with another user-submitted Bruin Buddies. So let's kick it off with our hidden gem and Modoc. Okay, guys, we are here with the KL King and Dr. J. Um, we're, as far as us recording this now, there hasn't been any rules, but we're kicking off another segment with you um, at the beginning of this episode. Please, um, new rules. I <laughs> want... To have meaning yeah. in my life. I like new rule segment. <laughs> new rules, but then I have to listen to Dr. J say, that oh, was right. See, look, it's how it works this way. Yeah. But you see how, like, like <laughs> I don't do Ana- that on, on, on the podcast, so I just do that to you yeah. when we're not recording. Yeah, you, you should, see, should see how de-energized he is, right? Like, need rules. Rules, please. Can yeah, I have seriously, some more I'm stuff? running on rules fumes here. <laughs> um, so it is time for our hidden gem. And this one, actually, I think all of us was like, this could actually be a pretty good card. And I think it's even more so now in, in the current meta. And that is Modoc. Most powerful brain alive, which is the common. His ability is while Modoc is active, except during their roll and reroll step, your opponents may not reroll or spin dice to a different face or level unless they pay one generic energy per die. Um, so, why is this our, our hidden gem? Because nobody uses it and it's a really good card. <laughs> That's what hidden gems I are. I find it surprising, <laughs> and, and I'll throw myself under the bus too because it hasn't made it on my shield ring team, but. It, it surprises me that no one uses it on the shielding teams with Kal-El and the flip and that kind of stuff. Yeah, because, I mean, if you think about it, there's a lot of things that are spinning now. And he has monster defense yeah. stats. I mean, his attack stats are garbage. So if he ends up getting pinged and you, and you can't flip him, otherwise he'll get KO'd. Yeah, he's a 4-6-6 six, six attack or defense. 4 so six, eight. Eight. Yeah, he goes up to 8. Uh, yeah, defense. that's an 8. <laughs> yeah, he's massive defense. He's, I'm getting old, guys. These tiny numbers are starting. <laughs> but I, I think everybody forgets all the times that this comes into play. Like, it's like it want, eliminates a lot. Yeah, like you want to fix energy? Right. Mm-mm. You know who I'm really looking forward to using him with? Doppelganger. Yep, yep. doppelganger, because you're forcing your opponent to get sidekicks in their field, and then if they want to spin them out with energy fixing, they have to pay to do it and that's just that could just be brutal. which just negates the point of energy yeah it absolutely right? negates it and so they'd be paying to keep a th- to keep die that basically. might be the number one reason to play modok is to counter energy fixing also the new giganta global in the wonder woman the start what do we call the wonder woman starter superman, superman wonder, wonder woman. woman starter that we pay a fist and you can spin up one of your characters well now you have to pay two energy to do that this is th- this one is weird to me that it doesn't get more play because it really hinders a yeah, lot. If you're spending stuff on on your energy die that causes you to spin it down to like a du- double energy to a single energy, you can't do that. So you got to spend the whole thing at once for something if you're going to do it, right? I mean, I would yeah. assume that's considered spinning a die, right? If you well, spend if you, an energy. If you spend, I mean, by a two cost and yeah. use both. Yeah. I guess that's not spinning, right? But then that causes problems because how many times have you run into like, oh, crap, I need a mask to buy this and I need a mask to buy this. And then technically you got to spin it down once first and you can't. Yeah. He also works really well, I would say, against rare Batman from the Batman set because this also stops your opponent from rerolling your dice because when those abilities, when they trigger, I'm pretty sure those abilities say you're – when like when Batman when fielded, re-roll your opponent's characters, whatever they are, villains or non-villains, they have to pay one for each of those and dice that is, they're going to be. How re-rolled. is Modoc worded those at their dice? Your opponent has to pay one more anytime outside of their roll and re-roll yeah. step. And it doesn't say whose dice or okay. re-roll dice. Period. Yeah, so it's just period. So, so that could save my me from my opponent spinning down my dice, all that kind of stuff. Absolutely, too. yeah. Your opponent, if they want to spin down your dice, if they want to re-roll your dice to get them out of the field, it's going to cost them. This is one I was really excited for when it came out, and I haven't used it enough. And honestly, especially the way I, I like to brew, I don't know how I can ever make just eight cards for a team. I, it drives me crazy. Yeah. So, so, so here's a good question: Why haven't you guys used it in teams? Because I mean, that's why 
I, I guess this is hidden. There's got to be a reason why you wouldn't want. I mean, it's a villain, so we can pair it with Harley Quinn. I have used, I can pair, yeah. I swear, I sit here and think, I can pair that with Harley Quinn. What I can I pair, pair that with Harley, Harley Quinn. Quinn. <laughs> it's one of the reasons I have put him on my team before, and the reason that I kind of take him off my team is that I usually consider him a flex spot, and there's something more vital that goes into that spot. So you have to have a team that really relies on locking down your opponent. Like that's why I think he would pair well with doppelganger because I'm, you know, thinking about brewing a team that locks my opponent's sidekicks in their field. And if, and I don't want them to be able to energy fix them out. And so that's where he would be really good. He'd be a vital part of that team, but just any regular team, if they don't bring an energy fix or if they don't bring some reroll mechanics, something like that, and you don't have the Calo global, He's really he really doesn't do anything on the team. And so that's my struggle with him is I've always felt like there's something more vital that can go into that slot. I mean, because they still have that out for pay one generic energy per die. So it might just get to the point they're like, well, I need to spin it down for whatever reason this turn to be a game changer. That one generic energy is worth it to me. Yeah. Um, versus where, you know, it would be like loss of life. Imagine how bad this would be with loss of life <laughs> well i don't think we've uh, energy fixing is so prevalent i i, I don't feel like uh, the meta's come around to where we're, we're worried about countering it as much i think we want to counter it we know it's important but then you you also need a, you know a lot of us liked energy fixers so it's like do i use for the shields as an example do i use cyborg or do i use modok well, Cyborg gives me so much more, even though Modoc is really a great control. Like I said, I w- I'd like to find somewhere to have him go on my shield ring. I think he really works on a shield ring that has uh, the the Kal-El. You know, he has great defense. I think he'd be great on one of those Kal-El teams because he locks down my opponent uh, ability to, you know, spin and energy fix. But then when I use it for attacking, he's going to. He has huge. to block it. Like if he doesn't block right. it. That I mean, that six and eight side, that's a lot. He, and then he, add it with the shield. I mean, you're looking at easily being into double digits, no problem. Yeah, he is a big threat. Once he's in the field, if you have that Kal-El global, if you can get him on level three or something, he is a real threat. And when your opponent attacks with him, if you don't have some way to ping him and deal a couple of damage, then you have to block him. Yeah, and he's going to be there next turn, most yeah, likely. Yeah, he's going to be there next turn because if you block him, then your opponent's not going to bother flipping the defense and he'll just bring him back and do it again next turn. I think ideally he'd work well on a team with Cyborg where you have an energy mm-hmm. fixer because the fact of the matter is that's the way the meta has gone where virtually every team, when someone we, builds we, a team... We like, we like to bait each people into we, our we, traps. We put energy fixers on all the teams. You know, They kind of took the place of Professor X in that way where you kind of, depending on whatever you have the most energy of, you put an energy fixer on Well, and team. they have good abilities too yeah and lots except of clayface except Let's clay not talk and lots clayface. of teams have two two energy yeah. fixtures on them and so if you bring modok and your opponent relies on energy fixtures big time i mean you just you just negated those two cards that they brought one die for yeah, that they I, weren't planning on purchasing you just cut out two of their eight cards yeah, right? does, does it feel weird to you guys when you go into a match and there's only like sometimes i feel weird when there's only one energy fixer and then when there's yeah. none, both of them. When like, there's oh, none, wait, I'm just like, uh, well, what do I do? Or like, there's, there's none and no chalkboards. I'm just like, I don't know what to do with myself anymore. This isn't right. Well, and I've never been a fan of just using globals for globals. I know that's a lot different than certain people like Zach, but I'd like my th- my cards to have dual purposes. And they're so easy to have dual purposes with the energy fixer. So it's not like you're just using a space for a global. I mean, you have two unblockables, basically, unless they have a crossover. And Cyborg's a great defensive, so it's not like you're sacrificing a spot. And that's, you know, Modoc is, I think it's situational, and I still think the meta hasn't come around to really countering and affecting the economy. I think that's going to be huge with some of the new stuff coming out. I think a Modoc uh, doppelganger team uh, sounds like, Jared and I are kind of brewing the same kind of thing up, but it, it's difficult, right? You're going to force them to have the sidekicks in the field. And then, so the counter to doppelganger would be, well, I have an energy fixer. Next time I'll just energy fix those to what I want. 
Well, when you add MODOK to your team, they can't do that. So basically, they're going to be spending one energy to keep their dice in rotation. Yeah. Which one of you guys are going to put in a zombie gobby? Uh, <laughs> I love actually, zombie Actually, that gobby. would actually work pretty well. <laughs> well another, another great thing about MODOK is he's kind of immune to the force attack globals. Lots of those control characters with the low defense or with the low attack stats are really susceptible to that. But if you have a Kalo Global, and really, if you're playing MODOK, you probably are playing the Kalo Global because oh. of his defensive stats. If they try to taunt it through, they can't just not block him. You know, Otherwise, you're going to flip it, you're going to make him massive, and he's going to deal a crap ton of damage. So they're going to, what, force, force, force attack, they block him, and then he comes back? Yeah, because there's I, not a lot he, of characters he, who are going to deal that eight damage. Yeah, even on his lowest side, you're taking a fifth of their life away. Yeah, and if they multi-block to to knock him out, then you flip it anyway, and you take a few of their characters with it. Yeah, I think I would. <clears throat> so, I would like to add him to my team that I'm using on the online event. I'd probably take out Steve Rogers and put him in. And I think with with me, when it comes down to Modoc, it's just I overlook him. There's there's too many. Like, I just really struggle with it eight characters i am really struggling it especially with guardians coming out like my brain is fried i'm just i don't know what to do <laughs> russ is gonna construct a dice masters format when there's 20 characters on a team yeah <laughs> oh you know what does this also no it doesn't work on the uh rip hunter because that's during a clear and draw step isn't it well it, kill, it kills parallax which i think was originally like the idea like I'll kill their parallax, but parallax is kind of faded somewhat. Only you in your mind. Only much. in your mind, my friend. Well, I think fixing his is overtaken. I wish it was. I wish it was a permanent feature that I could use all the time because I sure definitely need it all the time. Um, so, anything else you guys have about Modoc before we wrap this all up? Don't underestimate how many times your your opponent's spinning dice. I think when you read it, you're like. Oh, well, yeah. when are they going to use it? Yeah, and if I remember right, there's a couple, like, spinning mechanics that are being added into some of the characters that are coming up in those future so now, sets. Yeah, Hot, there girl, is. Hot Girl from Batman is a really good example. I mean, she all of her abilities spin up. Yeah. You know, if you have MODOK in the field. So MODOK says after the roll reroll step, right? Yeah. yeah. So they could the energy fix step. during their turn. Is that right? They could roll once and then energy fix? No, they can't. If you once can't they energy, energy fix, fix you're in the main your step. main step. Yeah. You can't okay. do it during the roll and reroll step. Okay. So I was just told you. Just sorry. <laughs> wow. So hostilities, guys. We I don't even think we have a battle segment this time around. So every time uh, me and Russ get together, it's a battle segment. <laughs> He's always wrong. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. Um, we want to hear if you guys have used Modoc before. Um, let us know. Shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Um, and if you have any suggestions for kind of hidden gems or any cards, I mean, there's over 2,000 cards now, so we obviously can't see all of them. But if there's one card, they're like, man, I don't know why anybody else doesn't use this. Shoot, a, shoot it our way, and, you know, we, we may feature it on the show. All right, guys, um, thank you so much, and we will see you a little bit later where, again, you guys can't argue against each other because we're, we're, we're brewing another team for Brewing Buddies. Okay, guys, we are here with Ken Poole and Dr. J. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. Really good. It is, it is time for us to be ready again. And this time, you, you can't be Freddy. You have to be ready because there are no foils in the set we're talking about. That's right. Um, we decided to go look at a older set because we know the Guardians of the Galaxy is coming up. And the first set that actually featured Guardians of the Galaxy is Age of Ultron. So... Um, I've becoming I've become more and more of a fan of doing like half half and half when you do drafts, so half of one set and half of another set, and try to find two sets that complement each other. Um, so like we're we're talking about Age of Ultron, so it's an older set than a lot of people remember. Um, and like where where do we want to start in terms of if you're going to do an Age of Ultron draft, what you draft? Um, so kind of the framework. One of the things that I really really remember. As an aggro player, I remember this set lends itself to walling up and strong defense. Oh yeah, this, and this was man, that was hard for me. Yeah. Like I had a lot of, I, like it was fun to draft. I feel like it was pretty well balanced, but I had to really, really adjust my play style. Yeah, this was the set that when when uh, Betrayal, also from Amazing Spider-Man, came out. 
that was a uh, that was a basic action I made sure I included when I was playing yeah. Age of Ultron. <laughs> I think if I were to draft this set now, it would be very different than when we used to draft it when it first came out because this was like the first set that came out after I started playing Dice Masters. So this was the first set that I ever rainbow drafted. I was a brand new player and my strategies have completely evolved and developed in that time frame. So I don't know exactly. Yep. So, well, let's start with kind of the obvious things. If we're going to do half and half draft, we're probably going to be focusing on the guardian character affiliation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so if you're doing that, the one I highly recommend you grab once you see it is the common. Not rock- Starhawk, though. You don't want to draft Starhawk. Oh, you want to star- draft Starhawk. No, he's awful. Oh, you want to draft him. He's great. <laughs> but that's not the one that I'd say grab first. Well, if you get the rare Starhawk, grab that. Like, that that's your win condition right there. But if you open it up and you just get a whole bunch of commons, and if you see this one, you want to grab it. And that is the common Rocket Raccoon. And Moon Dragon, right? <laughs> no. Don't take so, Moon Dragon. That should be the last yeah, card so, everyone gets. Yeah, so the common Rocket Raccoon, he's a three-cost bolt, and his ability is when Rocket Raccoon attacks with at least one other character, he gets plus three attack. And you're like, um, okay. But he's a zero-on-one fielding. If, like, I've won games just being aggressive with him and attacking with a sidekick. Yeah, I... As far as commons, especially focused on Guardians goes, I feel like Gamora is really hard to beat. I mean, she's a three-cost fist. She KOs each enemy she, enemy dies. She deals damage, combat damage to. So she's essentially got deadly, um, like a slightly crappier version of deadly because she actually has to do the damage. But, I mean, she's a... Well, even she's on her level one three, side, she three, could divide the yeah. three. She's got three, three, four, three, and four, five attack stats on a three-cost. I mean, she's... Strong. The uh, the rare Star-Lord, if you're lucky enough to get it, he discounts all of your Guardian characters by one, and so that makes all your Guardian characters cheaper. And then the Uncommon is also pretty good. He gives all of your attacking Guardians characters plus one attack and plus yeah. one defense. And the one thing to remember, I think it's the common Star-Lord. He has the wrong energy type <laughs> in the corner. Uh, um, no, it's it's the... It's the, it rare. the rare one. Yeah. The rare yeah. has a shield. He's not a shield. He's, He's a, a fist. fist. Yeah. <laughs> so keep an eye on that. Um, and, of course, yeah, we, we mentioned that if you do get the rare Starhawk, you want to grab it because he has the team watch ability. When you feel the character who shares an affiliation with Starhawk, that character and Starhawk both get plus two attack this turn. And even the uh, really any of the Starhawks are really good. The uncommon is while you have another Avenger and another Guardians character active, which... They're all over both this set, and it's looking like they'll be all over uh, the Guardian set. Uh, Starhawk gets plus three attack, and then the common is Team Watch when you feel the character who shares an affiliation with Starhawk, which he is both Avengers and Guardians. He gets plus one, plus one this turn. That one you can stack up. And so would you grab any of the Groots? Of course you'd grab the Super Rare Groot if you get it, because Super Rare Groot. Well, yeah. um, Which gives plus two... Plus two defense buff to all your active characters. Plus three defense. Three? Oh, yep, three. Um, on there, but would you grab any of the other two? Um, um, the uncommon isn't too bad. While he's active, each time an affiliated character takes damage, you reduce that damage by one. It just makes your guardians characters a little more uh, resilient, survivable. Yeah, and yeah, but and not amazing. The, the common ones, all right too. It's uh. So he's got burst, which he's got burst faces on his two level two and three f- sides. Uh, if Groot would be KO'd, instead return him to the field at level one. So I mean, especially if you've got a way to keep spinning him up, he's like an Alfred. He's it's going to be really hard to get rid of him. You know, I think that all of the Groots are they're more situational, but they're all good. Uh, the uncommon Gamora is an interesting one too. She's got a team watch ability. Uh, when you field a character who shares an affiliation with Gamora, choose an opposing die. It must block one of your Gamora dice. If able, you choose which before your opponent declares blockers. So this is kind of a, an interesting ability because she's also got a global pay a fist, KOA blocked or blocking character die after damage is dealt. So you're almost guaranteed to get rid of a character no matter yeah. what with her. Yeah, if, you feel, if you're fielding a bunch of guardian characters, you're going to be able to get some good removal. And if you... That's such the that has the weirdest timing though. It is. You, you it's can t- a weird you, card, you, and it's a weird global. You, you can tell it was definitely an, an earlier concept card because that is like there's you don't play globals ever 
at, like after damage is dealt, except for this one card. Well, yeah. but I don't yeah. think you would do it after the damage is dealt. I think that you would do this after blockers are assigned. You go yes. in, in that global phase. You go okay. This character, you're you're blocking with this guy, but and yours isn't going to get knocked out. But I want it out of the field. I'm going to pay a fist okay. yeah. so that it gets knocked out once damage is dealt. Uh, it's wonky yeah, for sure. It's, yeah, it's, it's definitely wonky. It is worded really goofy. This was before uh, they really got their their wording down pretty good. I think that in in more recent sets they've shown a lot of yeah. improvement over. Th- you know, back in Age of Ultron, but but if you are to, if you were able to field two or three Guardians characters in a single turn, you can force three of your opponent's characters to block her, and you could potentially KO all of them if you had enough fists to do it. So I mean, she's kind of a weird card with a yeah. weird global, so but that global is useful in other with, ways too. Yeah. With the uh, with the fielding costs in this set, which were not great, you just need to be rolling like twelve dice. Yeah, yeah you'll be fine. Exactly. No problem. Yeah. Um, but this also works if you attack with sidekicks and you have some, and they're blocking. I think this could work really well with the callout keyword in the Guardian set because you can use callout on characters yeah, and then use the fist to KO any characters who are blocking your call. Oh, look characters. at that! Look at that! So, do we have any more Guardian characters? I think we covered most of them because Drax was for some reason in well, Moon Spider-Man. Dragon, right? Yeah, Moon Dragon, uh, so awful. Just don't even uh, read just, her. Just pass. Just bad. pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's definitely a yuck. Um, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, so what are what are some of the other cards that are in the set that are great? I mean, you get uh, you. This is one of the sets that you probably can't go wrong with grabbing any of the super rares. <laughs> it's one yeah. of the few yeah. that doesn't have just a handful uh, of useless ones. Um, super rare. Uh, th- there's a couple of the zombie characters okay, okay, that I remember okay, not being impressed. Don't by. don't don't grab Captain Useless. I, I yeah, forgot don't grab. She, I forgot she was a card because I've tried to burn that on my <laughs> mind. Um, but Jocasta, yeah, you want to? She's she's pretty decent. The Thanos, zombie Magneto. I love that Thanos. Yep. Zombie Magneto, of course. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to. Groot is really good. Yeah, Groot. Um, I'm thinking Electra wasn't great. Yeah, Gladiator can be okay if you draft a lot of mass characters. Yeah, Gladiator is one of those that uh, if if he's your first grab, because he should be, he's a super rare, you're kind of pigeonholing your own build, and it can be really hard to build two Gladiator in a draft. What would be awesome is if you could make him one of your last picks. Once you you go, all right, I've already drafted a whole bunch of masks, but that's just not going to happen. Yeah, I actually I'm thinking of now building a golden age team with him, and then the two cost Electra, and see how well that works in terms of trying to protect all my characters. That could do some stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as far as other cards that I like to draft, I kind of like the uh, rare Baron Zemo. If you're able to get that one, he's got the ability that was reprinted on Scarlet Witch. Each time you use an action die, you may pay one generic energy to put it into your prep area instead of your use yeah. pile. Especially in this set where like, you, you're you probably bringing action-based ramp. There's not yeah. a lot of like inset ramp. Mm-hmm. You probably want to use that or if you follow the you know KT route of bringing Betrayal or Betrayal Plus, getting that to cycle back through. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Using, your ba- using it on your basic actions is always really solid, I think. Um, another one of my favorites from this set was uh, Phil Coulson, the common. Yeah, that's a really good one. So he he's just a two-cost character, and he gives all of your active sidekicks or shield agent characters plus one attack. But that makes a big difference. I mean, if you have five sidekicks in the field and you attack, that's 10 damage. Yeah. You know, I, used, has to deal with. I used to not take sidekicks that seriously as characters until that I played someone who was using that card. And... I just, like, had the hardest time trying to get rid of all the sidekicks since, like, yeah. sure, I might be able to get one out, but then there's another three that are just sitting there sharing it. Yeah, I paired this with the rally basic action when I first started playing, and it was it worked out really well because I'd get him out, get a bunch of sidekicks out, attack, and, you know, they'd, I'd, they wouldn't have enough characters to block them all, so they'd take a bunch of damage from sidekicks. I, I, I really like the uh, the Uncommon Beast. If he's KO'd while attacking, you gain two life. Uh, He's Russ a two cost fist. Boned he's, me with that he's card. He's got <laughs> uh, zero, two, one, one, two, two, and one, three, two for his stats. Like he's small, but he's really good aggro. If you can get a couple of 
Beast character dice with that uncommon, it can be oh, so that, frustrating. That life gain, like I had Russ down to like six one time, and he used that to like build back up and just burnt me. Like he had some other like burn mechanic, yeah. so like he, le- he he just was taking the hits and then he used that and just built his life back up to like sixteen or something while he was still burning me, and I lost the game just because of that life gain. Um, another good card that I really like is the common Loki. From yeah, that's a really, really good yeah. one. Yeah, pay a bolt, deal one damage to a character die, and that character die loses all of its abilities until the end of the turn. Uh, I really, really like that. It's really good against um, any attacking characters that have attacks abilities. It's really good against Jocasta. Yeah, that's kind of the yeah. answer to Jocasta within the set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like uh, pretty much all of the giant man. Yeah, like, like if you can get the, I think it's the common is the, Two cost one. Three the common is three, three cost. cost. It's vanilla, but it's uh, zero one 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 four four and two seven seven yeah. on a three yeah. cost. Yeah. Seven, seven. yeah, if you can get them out seven, quickly, seven. or if you can get them unblockable, it's just like uh, the uncommon is really good too. Uh, when one of your characters is KO'd, you spin him up one level. Yeah, and even the rare when he attacks, that, you can re-roll him and you can return him to his yeah, original face yeah. if you don't like the result. The like, un- yep. Yeah, every one of his is good, and and the the uncommon and the rare only cost four. Yeah, and yeah. the uncommon, I think about it. If you're already bringing, you're probably bringing superhero registration act. You can get him up to that seven fairly quickly. Uh, the uncommon Maria Hill was one that we didn't really notice when we first started drafting. They, they errated it, right? Yeah. Well, they didn't errata it, but they, they ruled clarified on it, it and yeah. made it crazy. Yeah, because before we'd think you had to have one in the field before you could use her ability, but it, that's not the case. She does not have to be active in order to use her ability. So the first time you draw Maria Hill in a turn, you may roll a different shield character from your used pile and place it in your reserve pool. This works really well if you're drafting a bunch of shield characters. Yeah. Uh, so... Keep her in Which, mind. Which, I mean, shield characters cost. you're looking at uh, is Coulson. Coulson's a yeah. shield. Phil Coulson's a shield. Um, Groot is a shield. There's some good shield characters in there. Yeah, and then, of course, the one rare that we shouldn't forget is the rare wasp, even though I think some of the other wasps in the set are pretty good, but the, the rare wasp is the one everybody thinks of. She's the yep. one... Um, while Wasp is active, when your opponent uses a global ability, deal them one damage. So say you're bringing a villainous pack or something, mm-hmm. and they want to ramp, they're going to take one damage each time. And then she also has a global. Once per turn, you may t- pay two generic energy, deal one damage to a character or a player. Um, she's yeah. the only one that can take both the yeah. character or player. Yeah, she's really good. And she uh, her subtitle is even spelled right, unlike the... Uh, Common. <laughs> they were at it. They fixed that in an OP. Yeah, they fixed it in an OP, and it was one of the first uh, pre-release erratas that I remember them saying it's supposed to be electric, not electric. <laughs> uh, Something that uh, that would work really well with that wasp too is a card that I didn't see get a lot of play, and that's the rare Wonder Man from this set. And he is when you have less than eleven life, Wonder Man loses the villain affiliation and gains Avenger affiliation and can't be blocked. So if you can get a few of him out in the field before you're below 11 life and then you use that Wasp Global to get yourself to less than 11 life, you can do some major damage by just swinging with Wonder Man. And with his 2-4-4 four, four attack. Looking Not at, that side. Looking no, at four, that five again. Because he, he goes 2. Yeah, oh, his attack is 2, then 4, then 4. four, four. four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, looking at Wonder Man again, it's like, hmm. I wonder if that's something that Sone was thinking of when they developed the new flip mechanic because it's, I mean, it flips on, yeah. on your life, but he changes affiliation and he changes kind of abilities and stuff like that. It's really cool. Um, I liked both the common and rare Kang. Uh, the common, oh, while he's active, fun. when you, uh, well, the common is active, you gain an additional reroll during your roll and reroll step which gets totally shut down if you go up against someone who has the rare, which, while he's active, your opponent must pay two life to re-roll during their roll and re-roll step. I think I was playing against, because this was back in the day when Cody still played, I'm pretty sure I was playing against him. He had the common and I had the rare, and it hurt bad when he was like, I really need these things. I'll take the two. I guess I'll take the two again. You know? <laughs> <laughs> when you can when you can push someone to take four damage at the start of their turn, they're having a bad time. He was one of my favorite uh, cards starting out, and 
if it weren't for his crummy defense on level one and two, he'd probably be a card that I still look at playing in Golden Age just because, Yeah. I mean, he's got such a good ability and a unique ability that you don't see on a lot of other cards. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. And, and don't forget about Tinhead. Tinhead's a draftable card. Oh, yeah, yeah. Iron Man Tinhead, Iron Man. where he gets plus one attack for each opposing active villain die. Then he has that beautiful global of paying a bolt and turning your, your character to a villain. Yeah. Uh, the rare shield agent, obviously, really good. In draft, I think any of the shield agents, especially yeah. if you can get a, a Phil Coulson in there, yeah, you're looking pretty good if you've got a couple of yeah. shield agents. Yeah, and surprisingly, uh, the common Hulk isn't too bad. If you can buy him, he has Overcrush, and then if he's level 2 or 3 um, attacks and then deals damage... So if your opponent decides not to block him because they're like, well, let's just get this guy out of the field. He's he got overcrush. Yeah. So you're turning him down if he overcrushes also. It's true. Which, like, it can be really good in some situations, but with that one I feel like you want to have a way to spin him back up because if you get him on that big side, chances are you're going to successfully overcrush and then he gets turned down. I can't forget about the uncommon Thanos either. It, is it eight cost, but he's unblockable. <laughs> there's yeah. there's a place I feel for each of the Thanos. Yeah, like I mean that common one, he, he gets, gets cheaper, reduced right? by yeah. reduced by I think two when you're less than eleven life. Like mm-hmm. that's a becomes a five cost with awesome stats, and the super rare is also awesome because if you draft a lot of villains with it each time you deal damage to your opponent with a villain you add a stone to reduce his price there or if you draft tin head and just make a sidekick a villain yeah they go unblocked um i really liked red skull i like that uh that he's kind of the the with the common and I, I the uncommon the, i always had the hardest time getting him to work though those fielding See, costs. I, like those fielding costs like always killed my plans with them it's it's hard. He's got decent enough stats that it's hard to get him KO'd. But uh, when he is KO'd, with the common, your opponent either your opponent chooses either Red Skull does two damage to them or you gain two life. With the uncommon, uh, if he's if he's KO'd, your opponent chooses either they draw one fewer die on, during their next clear and draw step, or you draw two two dice from your uh, bag and put them in your prep area. Both of those are really good. You're going to probably want the, uh, what was it, the uncommon Gamora with that to get him KO'd a little bit more reliably. But I, I really like the, the Red Skull. I like he, that he kind of added a, a bit of chaos and tough decisions to your opponent. Yeah, that's why I liked him. It's like, oh, I'm going to make him choose. Yeah, uh, Ultron drones. Yeah, the Ultron drones uh, are all great. Yeah, oh, especially, yeah. especially the uncommon. Capture each enemy character blocking Ultron Drone and deal damage to the defending player equal to its fielding cost. So if they try block, if they try blocking it with something that's big and it has a, a three fielding cost, you're doing three damage. And if you it has a global that pay two fists, choose an opposing character die to block a character die of your choice this turn. If you get a lot of fists, you can have a whole bunch of things block yeah. an Ultron yeah. Drone. So you could do the three damage, and then if they don't have a big field. That could clear the way for all your other guys to go through exactly. and finish them off. Um, kind of complemented by that, the draftable Ultron, while he's active, I mean, he's a six cost and he's got tough fielding uh, stats, but he's a big, meaty character at, at six cost. Um, but while he's active, the first time you capture an opposing character die each turn, he deals three damage to your opponent. So that kind of adds to it. Did, did, we, did we mention Pepper Potts, too? Uh, I'm always, like, torn between Pepper Potts. I know, but you got to mention her. Because she can attack, but some of her, her like, one-time-use abilities, are they seem to be okay. All of your blocking but, characters yeah. get plus two defense. That's yeah, pretty that's good. That's pretty good. Especially if you're grab a, against some Overcrush. Grab a couple of Pepper Potts so that you can, if you don't already have them, if, if you're going to try Age of Ultron for the first time, grab a couple of Pepper Pots so that you can use them with the Rescue and the Iron Man War Machine starter set. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. So far, this is the only place that Pepper yeah. Pots is, and unfortunately, she's been rotated out of modern. Yeah, and, and one of the characters that I think we f- always forget about is Spider-Woman. Um, she's, like, all, I you know, her common and uncommon are pretty good. Her common is Spider-Woman can't be blocked by characters with a printed fielding cost of zero. 
Like, yeah, how I, many, I remember that. that how, how many times did people just wallop with their sidekicks and you're like, yeah. well, she's going to sail through. Um, and then her other one is when fielded, deal two damage to one opposing character with a fielded with a printed fielding cost of zero. That's another good way. You know, maybe you, there's like just one that one extra blocker you need to get out of the field to swing in for lethal. That's a, the rare is not bad either. When she's in the field, she's got team watch. When you field a character who's affiliated with her, you may KO her to KO all opposing fielded character dice with a zero fielding cost and gain one life for each character die KO'd that way. It's not so great in set because there's a lot because of the fielding cost that we talked about. Um, that's but she has some use. That's a, that rare too. is a really good one to grab if uh, you saw that in the draft pool there was a lot of. Uh, shield agents and agent colson and you didn't see any of those pass to you she's going to come in really handy because yeah. those are cheap characters and they work with sidekicks and she's going to really throw a wrench in that and i mean it's not a win condition but it'll keep you alive a lot longer mm-hmm. yeah. all, right, all right guys so um any kind of quick mentions about Guardians rap uh, about um, Age of Ultron because I know it's an older set, so some people may have not drafted in a while, and other people have never drafted before. So, any kind of high level pointers you want to leave for people? Just get ready for your for everyone to be building up walls. There's a lot of defensive buffs. I mean, there we talked about Pepper Potts just now. Groot, uh, if I remember right, Odin did oh, like, Odin. defensive buffs. Yeah. There's a lot of defensive buffs, and there's a fair bit of capturing with the Ultron drones and Ultron and stuff. So there's a lot of damage that just doesn't quite get through. There's not a lot of ways to deal direct damage in this set. Aside from Joe Costa and, and like Wasp. Zombie Electro and Wasp, there's yeah, not a lot of ways very to deal little direct, direct damage. damage. And so you're going to want to bring basic actions that are Betrayal. going to get stuff through <laughs> no not betrayal <laughs> certainly not one against many dr j just gave me this death look guys yeah. <laughs> we don't play with those dirty dirty basic actions especially when we're drafting age of Ultron. <laughs> all right guys so we want your input did we miss anything because i know this is a, it's, it's a pretty big set um and if you guys do end up drafting half guardians of the galaxy and half age of ultrons we want to hear hear how that worked out for you too so shoot us an email double burst at ktdata.net or leave it on our facebook page at double uh, burst at ktdata.net um our facebook page is facebook.com double burst facebook.com forward slash double burst um, and you know, we want to hear from you guys or just let us know if you have any suggestions, if you want us to go back to some of the other sets, cause I know we've covered a couple of the older sets, but I don't think we've covered all of them. If you want us to. Yeah. It's always fun to kind of look back and like right now, I, I remember distinctly that I didn't love doing age of Ultron because it goes so against my natural play yeah. style. But just talking about it for 15 minutes or 20 minutes just yeah. now, it makes me want to go back and play it. Yeah. Like it gets me all nostalgic. Yep. Good. So stay in that nostalgic zone, you guys, because we'll have you back in a second where we'll be talking about brewing. All right, guys, we are here with Kenneth and Jared. How are you guys doing? Really good. I'm doing good. I'm excited because both of your segments kind of left you both in kind of this brewing mode. So it's time for our brewing buddies. And if you've noticed, you're like, wait a minute, didn't you just barely do our brewing buddies? Due to popular demand, and I want... Just let's keep doing this, guys. Um, we've gotten so many requests for Brewing Buddies now that we're going to try to do it a little bit more often, so about twice a month. So if you have a Brewing Buddies idea that you want to send in, send it our way, um, doubleburst at ktdata.net or on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Just let us know it's for Brewing Buddies. <laughs> I think somebody sent in. He starts off with this email. Hey, this is for Brewing Buddies. And then, P.S., I just want to make sure you guys know this is for Brewing Buddies. <laughs> um, so um, this one's coming from Jordan M. And he wrote, hey, guys, I've got a request for Brewing Buddies. I want to make a flip team, but I'm not sure it's viable. I'm thinking White Lantern, Hal Jordan, or Rare Two-Face, since they're the same card, and Uncommon Catwoman. I would think you toss in a bunch of flip cards to beef up Catwoman and maybe use Silver Sable to make her unblockable. Since the cards you flip don't have to be... in don't have to be active for Catwoman's ability. You can just include a bunch of flip cards, but they take up good slots. I'm not sure if you can actually include enough flip cards to make it worthwhile. What do you guys think? So what do you, well, first of all, what do you guys think? Um, I think that in my personal experience, I tried doing this when it first came out, when the, fir- when the, when the Batman set first came out, because I initially really liked, 
And I still do. I, I really like the flip mechanic. I think it adds a yeah, lot of depth I, I, to the game. I, I, love I think it it's too. really fun. Yeah. I hope they keep using it. Um, I tried basically building exactly what he's talking about. You know, I used I used both uh, Hal and Two Face with the uncommon Catwoman and a bunch of flip characters. And what I found is that should be two different teams. Yeah, and, they, and they don't. They as as much as it sounds like they would complement one another, they really don't. Yeah, and so if you're not familiar with the Two Face or the Haldron that we're talking about, so the Two Face is from um, the Batman set, and it's the rare. Um, so on one side, it says, while Two-Face is active, whenever you flip a character card, if that character card is active, deal one damage to target opponent. Hal Jordan says exactly like that, but it has that stupid white lantern. You can't use question marks to buy this character. Yeah, and also Two-Face has the other side. Yeah, and on the other side, it says, while Two-Face is active, whenever an opponent flips a character card, if that character is active, you gain two life. Yeah. Um, and so Two Faces six cost mask and Hal is a crossover four. Yeah. Yeah. The the reason I think that the Hal Jordan Two Face thing and the Catwoman don't work well together is because Catwoman is really more of an aggro. Yeah. Part. You wanna you wanna get her out and you wanna Cat, just go as fast. Catwoman's as basically a one woman army. I mean she's yeah. she's a a guy gardener esque like one like super hyper focused on doing one thing in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, you, she's she's very aggro. You're going to get her in the field. You're going to trigger her ability, and you're going to attack for a bunch of damage. Whereas Hal Jordan and Two Face, they're really more they're, they're control more, yeah, type. They want to sit there. They're, they're yeah, burn want, and control. Yeah, you I mean, want characters are. to stay in the field. So I think they work better with like the common Batwoman who burns your opponent when they draw stuff out of their bag, or Harley Quinn because, yeah. Let's just, I'll, I'll just own it. Wait, Let's you put our well, <laughs> well, you want she doesn't you want have a flip, flip card cards. though. Yeah, you want the flip cards. So For like, a change, I'm I'm not going to jump on the Harley train. I'm going to say you want flip cards unless they print a so, flippable so, Harley. So you're telling me you're going to actually see the Batman side of that Two Face ever? That's the side where you gain two life if your opponent flips a character. If all I need is to get one more damage with Hal, and I have Hal Jordan already on the board, then yes, you will see me flip that Two Face. <laughs> <laughs> so some other cards that I think work well. Uh, with the with the the two face Hal Jordan one, um, there's a Talia Al Ghul that gives you uh, life gain that I think might work okay with it. Um, really, when you're when you're when you're making these teams, there's not a lot of flip cards. You're barely going to have enough to get eight cards. On yeah, the I team. mean, we we've seen draft teams that they've gotten lucky to get one die for <laughs> all their flip yeah, cards. Right. Uh, the Joker though, he's pretty good. Um, I think Rare Nightwing would work because he kind of flips for the sake of flipping. Yeah, and, and it's, as long it's as, a little good board removal so you can As long as you have something bit. else that's synced up and flipping with him because he requires someone that essentially is affiliated with him to be active for him to attack or, mm-hmm. or block. As long as you have someone else who's flipping and is uh, in sync with him, then that's a really strong you know, two-cost mm-hmm. flip card. Yeah, something else we'd thought about before was uh, instead of the cat uncommon Catwoman, go with the promo Catwoman that recently came out with the uh, yeah. sirens, I believe. Yes. OP kit, yeah. And yeah. she has she has on one side is I believe when you field her, your opponent she, loses she, a life. Your opponent loses a life, and the other side has aftershock, and so that means your opponent has to knock her out, but then they lose a life also. And and yeah. she's got. Pretty weak stats. Like that's that's a really easy thing to do. Good to, blocking yeah, fodder, yeah. and then to yeah, get yeah. her in the field, and then the next yeah, that turn, or, that are going out. back to our previous segment. That's a good good card to use a taunt for it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, with the with the Catwoman team, I think what you want to go with is the promo X Men flip cards. Yeah, don't forget about those. Yeah, the uh, Wolverine <laughs> and the Colossus, because I think those would work well with that sort of aggro style. Yeah, because especially if, like, some, you know, in my case, Catwoman will never roll and I'll have all this energy. Those <laughs> are probably, a, you know, a, a good alternate win condition because they are pretty beefy for the cost of the cards. They're both a four cost, right? And they have crazy stats. They've got stats that are on, like, seven cost characters in in the sets they're in. So they have really high attack stats, really good defense stats, and then one of them gives the other one overcrush and the other one gets iron will or something like that really really good stuff yeah because especially with that catwoman you're going to be attacking fairly often with it um to try to get those punches through so you may have an open field and you may just need to survive that one more turn 
so you can get another Catwoman on the field or um, time it right to do the flips so she has that big buff for the finisher. Yeah. yeah. The the uncommon Catwoman also, like, with so the one of the key differences between her and, you know, the Two-Face and Hal Jordan, she just looks for cards that flip. It doesn't have to be a character. So you can bring in some of the actions, like... The utility belt have to be active either. Yeah, Yeah. and like, but you could bring in, uh, you know, the bat signal that'll help you to get more flips on a turn. Yeah, because I've seen that used pretty well too. Is like you'll you'll do your flips at the beginning, and then you'll trigger off the bat signal and to do what it then that flips the bat signal, which is another one. And 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 where that you know if you if you're running the rare bat signal, it costs one. I mean, you could potentially be. If you hit those bursts, you could be getting another four flips out of whatever. Uh, same kind of thing with the uh, utility belt. And she will further buff, or that will further buff your Catwoman, you know, by by three attack, each use of it. And then if you're flipping, you get another one. I mean, you're making a real, real monster here. After that, I mean, you kind of just need something to get her through in, in the original... Submission they mentioned silver, silver sable, sable, which would be, which is an option. Uh, Overcrush is an option. You know, dimension door, dimension door, dimension or door even stealth ops. Stealth, 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 stealth ops has the disadvantage that you're gonna have to treat it as a level one character. Yeah, to be yeah you lose. Honest, your you stats don't one, change really from I think. level one to level three. <laughs> yeah, you might be losing one attack. Uh, so I don't think you're gonna lose too much by playing stealth ops. Yeah, yeah, I guess you could lose up to. Too. I no. mean, just, just imagine how bad this was if somehow you actually managed to get the uncommon Gorilla Grodd with her <laughs> on the oh, field. That's just, yeah. that's just dirty. He's actually super doable. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't flip. That's true. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. flip, but he's giving you that but Catwoman. But he solves yeah. that problem and gives you Overcrush without making it available Plus, to your opponent. Plus, you get one more extra attack on top she of that. She also, I mean, she has a non-villain side. You could use something like Mary Jane with her. That's true, yeah. As long as you time it right, because there's a side that you won't be able to use Mary Jane. But as long as you time it right, you could use Mary Jane with her, and then you're not giving your opponent an opportunity to, to get to your thing something i think you absolutely want on this team is either a chalkboard or the misdirection basic action or something to get her into the field really and get quick. quick and get her around yeah. back too because that's where you, misdirection is awesome. yeah if you can get her in the field on like your second turn if you're going second i mean you could chalkboard her turn one on your second turn you could get her in the field on turn three you can attack and she can be like 10 or 11 attack or whatever it is depending on what flip cards you have so she you really should get some sort of rush mechanic out there i really do like misdirection too because you can buy her and put her in the field in the same turn the problem with catwoman is she doesn't get the buff the same turn she's fielded yeah, so she has to be active because yeah. the timing for the flips happen right at the beginning of your turn so if she's not in the field then the ability is not going to trigger for her yeah so i mean obviously you're going to want to buy multiples of her, get yeah. get a lot yeah. of them. And then cause like. your opponent's headaches when you got one there, one sitting in the prep area. And then, <laughs> then you yeah, have to exactly. like, okay, this one's plus like a gazillion. This one's only a gazillion minus one. <laughs> <laughs> you probably also would um, maybe think about bringing a basic action. A haymaker might be the best one because it's going to give her the overcrush she needs, a good attack boost, and then it's got a global that's going to let you further pump her up. Really, honestly, to make the Catwoman team work, it doesn't require that much energy because she's a three-cost character, and you just need whatever it's going to take to get her through, three for Stealth Ops, four for Haymaker, whatever, and that's really all you need to buy to make this team mm-hmm. work. It's it's that kind of a one-trick rush team. Yeah, so the one thing I do highly suggest you keep an eye on, though, is when you're doing the flips, keep an eye on what side you're flipping things. Because um, I've seen it when I've played against people have this. They'll just be flipping their characters with Wonton and Bannon, and then they'll accidentally flip one they don't want to, like the Batwoman that does the two damage to you, flip it to her other side, and then, the, and then you know, it's the next turn, your opponent's like, wait, you take two damage because you didn't draw two villains. I'm like, uh, or you, you drew more than um, two non-villains. And like, no, you're on the other side right now. So Don't, don't yeah. play this with the common Talia al Ghul, I think it is, because she's the one who's got the ability, like, villains can't attack or something, or on the other side, and bad family characters non- can't attack. Yeah, it's... 
And if you have Catwoman on the wrong side and you're not paying attention, you might find yourself in a position where you've got a couple of beefed up Catwomans who can't attack. Yeah, that, that Talia al Ghul would not go good with Catwoman. I do think there's a place for her with uh, you know, Two-Face and Hal Jordan, though. Oh, yeah. If you're running into a lot of taunts... She can help. Uh, yeah, with that. yeah. Like she, uh, she can help a lot with that. And I mean, so you're essentially the 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 two different teams. You're looking at kind of a a board presence kind of control team with Two Face and Hal Jordan, so that you can just sit there and create a lot of damage without um, sacrificing your board and without having to risk being attacked. And then with Catwoman, you're looking at more of a rush, hyper, hyper aggro team that's a little bit trickier than the average rush team. If you're playing the Hal Jordan uh, Two-Face team... I, I, would if you're you playing, put both if you're of them with, on there? Or would you're playing you? with both of them or, or you're playing with either of them, you're going I to would need... Put both. Yeah, you're going to need some kind of ramp to get to them. And so if you just flood your team with... With flip characters, you're probably not going to be able to do that very easily. So you want to make sure you have some sort of a mechanic to buy them. And while White Lantern Hal Jordan is technically a four cost, we know he's really not. He's like an eight cost. You're going to need like <laughs> six or seven <laughs> dice to roll all four of those energy types in order to buy him. So I don't know. I can do it all the time. Maybe a superhero and registration act. I don't know what else. I never said anything about fielding him, but I, I can do it. <laughs> you could buy him. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm, there's. I think that there's enough uh, cheap crossovers, really, that you might be able to get around that. I don't know what you put in place of something like Superhero Registration Act. I think that's a solid one to include, but I don't necessarily think it's completely necessary, especially where you've got the two options. Like, it's awesome to have both of them in the field, but. Once you've got one of them in the field, you, your plan is started. You, you know you whether might, uh, whether you get crazy lucky yeah. on one of your first turns and you're able to buy Hal right away, or you kind of try to you're, time you're, it so that you've got something coming out of your bag so that you can get the six cost two face fairly early. I mean, either one of those is relatively easy to do. You got to have a plan for it. I, w- I would think about putting a couple of energy fixing characters on your team too like sacrifice a couple of slots where you don't have flip characters and put a couple of energy fixers on your team maybe then 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 that at least gives you a kind of another alternate win condition too because i mean the my problem when i run into a lot of these burn teams is the time it takes to burn down your opponent because this is only going to be once per turn or once per your turn so you're gonna have to wait and cycle through and it's going to take a little bit of a while but if you have one of these crossover characters like the gorilla grod or the merlin that might be the extra push you need with the burn to win the game right yeah and yeah. if your opponent has some sort of damage mitigation that they're stopping the ping then you want like a bigger beat stick that you can get through tell everybody that iron fist op is a stupid card to play and no one ever plays it iron fist op is a stupid <laughs> card to play and no one ever plays it <laughs> uh, so so my question is we've, we've kind of brewed two different teams now in your considering your guys's play style which one do you gravitate a little bit more to i want to like the two-face and how i i like kind of Bernie and I like being being frustrated or, or frustrating my <laughs> opponent. I don't like being frustrated. <laughs> I, I like playing a team that will frustrate my opponent and that absolutely can do that. Um, but for my play style, the Catwoman team fits a lot better. I, I tend to play aggro. I, I do a lot better with the Catwoman team. The Catwoman team is one of the first teams I brewed when the new Batman set came out. And, you know, it took me a couple of weeks of playing it, but I was like, hey, if I chalkboard Catwoman and then I have nothing but flip cards on my team, I could flip a whole bunch of those and she'd be like nine damage on turn three or something like that. That would work. And, of course, you know, my aggro play style is really, really lacking. And so and I really struggled with the, making it work. I block your Catwoman with my one one sidekick. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, <laughs> I don't think I know how to make this work very well. So I think I would actually like the other team a little more, the Two-Face, Hal Jordan thing. I don't know if I'd play with both of them. Maybe I would. Uh, but I... Because it's, it's such a I, crazy trade-off, right? At six cost and a crossover at four cost. It's like, but I mean, you, I all, you almost have to have both of them on your team to really make the burn work for you. 
But I think you could get a you could get away with it if you just played with the common Batwoman, um, and you know a couple of other control flip cards. I think there's a Huntress, but I don't think she has a good ability. Um, yeah, Harley Quinn. I mean, you could you could put <laughs> Harley Quinn on that team, and it would be just fine. And then really, you'd just have White Lantern Hal Jordan there for a little bit of extra ping damage or whatever. That Batwoman is actually really solid on that team because on her one side, when they draw the dice. You know, they take the damage. No, on your other side, your other side's garbage. Never mind. I was thinking about <laughs> well, the uncommon. Well, if you're trying to get all villains. If you've got uh, a bat signal on there, you can flip her again. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I really do like putting the X-Men promos on that team because they're just, they're just so oh. brutal for oh, yeah. their purchase cost. The, the one I forgot to ask, Rare Batman, yay or nay? Nay? Screw that card. <laughs> We've been over this before. It's awful, and yeah. I hate it. Rare Batman, if you if you can afford it, it fits on every team. So, of course, yay to, to Rare Batman. That's how you deal with when your opponent does something to bring you to a stop. Yes, you but, Batman yeah, that out of yeah. there. Uh, again, be vigilant on what side that Batman is on, because I've seen oh, it yeah. hurt people. Yeah. We still love you, Brock. I, I kind of like that me and you, Jared, have kind of the same but opposite thing where I really want to like the the Two-Face and Hal Jordan, but I know that Catwoman fits me better. And it sounds like you want to like the Catwoman, but the other one kind of fits you better. I'm just not good at aggro. I mean, I've, I've built a few aggro teams, and they're okay, but I feel so much more at home with control type stuff, and that's... That's why I like yeah. that. Hal see, Jordan see I, I'd have to do the Hal Jordan side just because Hal Jordan's Hal Jordan. awesome. Yeah, <laughs> because because you're a fanboy. Like, I, yeah. what we're playing Dice Masters, but yeah. Hal, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Hal, I, I'm just glad I'm not a Flash fan. Watch our yeah. watch our previous oh, episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I, I will say that uh, either one of these is fun and absolutely like if you've got the cards, man, you should try it. Put it together. Yeah. Give it a shot. Try both of them. They're both really, really fun. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that you should mix them. I tried mixing them when it first came out, and you're just doing too many things. It. Well, it, it becomes unfocused. It's, uh, you know, I got Catwoman out early. Oh, but if I get a couple of other things out, I can flip them and do damage with Hal Jordan, and then I can f try to finish with Catwoman, and it just becomes kind of a mess. I mean, I guess if you've got both options on there, you can kind of pivot according to what your opponent has, but I think that you're better off just focusing on one. Although I will say those uh, X-Men promos, I think, would work on either team. Because if, yeah, yeah. if you get that uh, Colossus or, and Wolverine out with your Catwoman, then you've got a double threat in the field and you can attack with multiple characters and your opponent's probably going to take damage either way. And they're, they, they work really well with rush teams, I think, because they're so freaking yeah. cheap. And, and what I really like about both of these teams is since the flip mechanic is so new, it actually forces you to, like, don't just put a flip card on the team just because it's a flip card. Put it on because it has another use. I mean, start reading some of these flip cards, and you'll start realizing, oh, yeah, this is great for this situation, or this is great for this other situation. Absolutely. Yep. Um, and, like, I, I, like, I kind of wish they would do more like that, where there's, like, this linchpin card that focuses around a keyword in every set where it forces people to say, hey, I want to make this work, and then you're, you're paying attention to some of the other cards in the set, too. Yeah, I, just I would like to see um, them kind of push people to try the new mechanics like this because those, those two different approaches to flip, I think, are the most interesting and the ones that would drive the most desire. Rare Batman is kind of right there, too, where... He works really well, you know. He's he's situational, and you can flip him to fit what your opponent's doing. But it would be really cool to see them kind of focus on, you know, in the next. I, imagine if in Spider-Man set there was a reason that you would really want to focus on aftershock and getting your opponent yeah, to or, KO or, your or character or underdog or underdog. I mean, there's so many uh, keywords that have just not quite hit the mark. It would be really cool to see them do something that kind of centers that and makes you want to build around it all right so jordan thank you for sending in that suggestion for this brewing buddies we ho hopefully this segment has helped you kind of spur a little bit more of the brewing and lead you into a direction and let us know what you end up with you know if you end up going one way or the other try them both we try them both yeah we, we'd love to hear from you and if you guys have ideas for a team that you want to brew send us an email doubleburst at ktdata.net or leave it on our facebook page facebook.com forward slash doubleburst again be sure to mention brewing buddies um 
And even if you don't want your team to be mentioned on the show and stuff, we help people brew teams all the time and we enjoy doing it. So don't, you know, be scared to send us a team. We won't feature it on Brewing Buddies unless it says this is specifically for Brewing Buddies. Um, and like I said, keep sending those in because we're now doing them about twice a month. So we enjoy seeing all of them. And guys, thank you so much for brewing. I like, I think that's some of the most fun times we've ever had is when we're just like sitting around saying, Oh, what about this team? If we do this, this, and this, and sometimes we'll come up with really good combos. And sometimes we're like, yeah. And then when the moon and the sun aligns just perfectly <laughs> right, <laughs> this combo is going to be great. <laughs> Yeah, there, there's few things in this game that are quite as rewarding as coming up with something in a casual setting and then go and then having that aha moment and making it competitive. Taking something that you're like, hey, this kind of works. This is kind of neat. I, this is working pretty good for me. And then you go, if I just tweak this and this and this, I could start winning events. That's what happened with my Doomsday team. I was going to say, I, yeah. I know that that's where your Doomsday started. I mean, your Doomsday team started with Killer Frost and kind of morphed into a Doomsday-focused yep. team. yeah. Yep. So, guys, thank you so much, and I will talk to you all later. And that's it for this episode of the Double Burst Podcast. We would love to hear from you guys. Did we miss anything with our Age of Ultron drafting? And come join us with the Brewing Buddies. We want to hear your ideas, too. Shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Head on over to doubleburst.com for past episodes, places to subscribe, and cool player resources. If you're looking for some cool custom art cards for those blank cards or some cool dice bags, head on over to the KO Kings Etsy shop at etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash KO Kings Corner or just search for KO Kings Corner. Big thanks to everybody who listens to the show. Everybody on the team appreciates it. And until next time, my friends, may your dice rolls be ever in your favor. 